All right, hello, hello everybody and welcome. I'm your host, Achim the Alchemist. I'm a tarot reader, an astrologer, and a psychosynthesis life coach, and you are listening to the 99th episode of the Neptune and Serenity podcast. Today we're going to be doing a reading, and this reading is going to be on the theme of grounding, and it is a Virgo season special um, theme. You don't have to be listening to this during Virgo season or to have Virgo placements to listen to this. This is meant for the collective or whoever this will find because trust that it has found you as much as you have found it if you're listening to this right now. Um, but I am very much inspired by this Virgo energy that I'm currently in as it is Virgo season to do this um, topic and this um, episode today. So welcome everyone. I hope you're well. I hope you have been well, but if you don't feel well, that's okay. However you may be feeling is okay, but if you don't, I hope this will um, help you with that. Um, yeah, I just don't feel like, I just don't feel like saying anything else. I just really want to get into it. <laughs> I usually do like an intro and then I, I cut it up and then I start like another um, recording for the actual reading, but I'm just, I've been feeling annoyed with that. I've been feeling tired of that. I always just want to get right into it. So you know what? That's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> so let's just get into it right away. I've prepared my decks already. I've centered myself, grounded myself, right? So that's the topic today. And um, just asking, going to pull some cards, asking the universe to come through and whatever ask it whatever you need to hear about the theme of grounding and just see um what comes through and go from there okay so spirit what does the collective need to hear about grounding today what do they need to ground okay what else mm -hmm. There's definitely, like, I've been pre-shuffling my decks, as I always do before any reading that I do, before I start recording. I always do that just to make sure I've cleaned out the energy of previous readings and just to get it ready. And sometimes when I do that, I will kind of split the deck. Um, well, I do, but I will split the deck and there's going to be, like, a card that I see that is really striking to me. And it either comes out again when I start pulling the cards, or even if it doesn't, its energy is, like, still relevant to what comes through in the reading and I saw multiple cards when I was pre-shuffling the decks and I feel like I'm already getting what this message is gonna be about like I feel like I already got a lot of information but we'll see what comes through okay okay so I've pulled the first three cards we're gonna stop there for that I'm using the pocket no it's pocket edition but that's not the name of the deck the rainbow hard tarot to do that it's one of the first times i'm using it actually bottom of the deck we have the king of wands and the actual cards that i pulled are the wheel of fortune the eight of wands in reverse and the three of swords okay can i just say before even starting as soon as i started preparing your decks i was starting to feel a bit anxious I just saw three of you on the recording time when I said that, so I don't know if that's like relevant for you. Um, yeah, I was starting to feel anxious, like all of a sudden. At first I was like, oh, what's wrong? Like I thought it was like my um, energy. And then I was like, oh no, I think I'm just already picking up on the energy of the reading, which happens sometimes uh, because, you know, time is fluid, energy is fluid. And I was like, and as soon as I thought that, I, the deck that I was pre-shuffling, I split it to the nine of swords, 
which is very much an anxiety card in the tarot if you don't know and I was like okay yes clearly that's what it is and I was also getting like yeah so there was that background little annoying feeling of anxiety that just kept like ugh, it just felt uncomfortable and um so I'm guessing that you've been feeling that way maybe you feel that way right now and I was always after that was starting to feel that I was always like second guessing the things that I was doing especially in terms of like how my setup was like was I using the right cards and then I started to feel too warm so I went to open the door and you know I just kept micromanaging my sensory input or like the little details around me which is very Virgo to do and I think I was doing that out of like I think that was motivated by that anxiety and trying to resolve that but I knew because I knew this was your energy, I was able to be like, well, no, I know that I'm using the right decks. I know that I felt it out intuitively properly because I felt really grounded right before I started doing the reading. But I think you may be struggling with that right now. Maybe you are micromanaging a bit your environment to try to ground yourself because you're feeling a lot. You're feeling very tense. That's something coming through as well. But I actually think, and I know that's going to sound dismissive, but that's not how I mean it. I actually think there's nothing wrong right now to worry about. Like, we have the Wheel of Fortune here. It was the first card that came out. It's upright. It's the only major arcana. It's at the center of the three cards. And when I was pre-shuffling the decks, I saw the Fool. After, like, after like the Nine of Swords, I saw the Fool. I saw the Ten of Pentacles. I saw... A card that said when you least expect and it had like a four leaves uh, clover on it so it kind of seems like and because we right now on the table we have the eight of wands in reverse i'm wondering if there's something you've been trying to do trying to be trying to go after trying to manifest or create in your life that just hasn't been working out or has been taking a long time so you think it has been working out and you feel very anxious about that but actually I think if something like that is happening, I think it, I think it will work out, just not when you expect it. And it also, it's taking its sweet time because, well, there's a reason for that, um, I'm sure. Maybe you haven't been ready, maybe there's other things to resolve, maybe it's just like a certain timeline that can't really be um, disturbed. And it's really just about trying to manage the chaos of human feelings in the meantime, right? Mm-hmm, Yeah. Because a Wheel of Fortune is very much a card that speaks of divine timing, right? It speaks of the different cycles of life. And it often, when we pull it, it often signifies that there's a change coming soon. Because the wheel always turns. That's the thing about this card. The wheel always turns. Nothing, the only thing that's permanent is change, right? You know that. But that's very much, and sometimes that feels um annoying to think about to consider or it feels um anxious i mean it feels nerve-wracking to think about that but the thing is you can be okay through change and you can thrive through change because humans are meant for change yeah you don't have to wait until you get the thing you're trying to get at or the place where you're trying to get at to feel calm or at least more calm and more peaceful than you have been recently i think that's important for you to know with the three of swords i'm wondering if there's a specific disappointment or something that's left you heartbroken that happened to you recently and you're still healing from that and maybe you are 
kind of working a lot and being very ambitious and very like goal driven right now because you're actually trying to cope and trying to act like that didn't really hurt you and you're like why do i feel like shit like i need to work more let's go but it's like you're just trying to channel your sadness or your hurt into this and you can't just dismiss that entirely there's still some of that even if it's been a while it doesn't matter in terms of time okay especially if you already knew what i meant when i when i brought that up a disappointment or a hurt um there's still there's still pain here there's still a lot of emotions there there's still which means there's still fatigue in your emotional system so to say regarding this you can't just avoid it or deny it even if you may have been trying to do so yeah it could also be that there's some because that's i think yeah i mean i don't know we'll see i'll, I'll wait to see to get more cards but that anxiety that you're feeling could very well be emotions that you've been suppressing and if you allowed yourself to acknowledge those emotions and to feel them fully be present with them when they show up that could lessen your anxiety potentially because we also have um i rolled out my astro dice before i started the reading as usual and we got aries the 12th house and the south node so which feels like it supports what i just said and i could of course explain more about what that means to me but i just don't feel called to do that i just i don't know it's just when it comes to archetypes and astrology i can talk about it for so long that when i'm doing a tarot reading i'd rather just not <laughs> so which is why sometimes i don't mention the dice but i i have rolled them out usually and i, I do take into the take into consideration the information that they give me Okay, let's let's pull more cards now. So, what's this about? What do you need to know? What do you need to know right now? Why did I fucking know that? I was really feeling like green energy when I was like, let's pull more cards. And I right away, I pulled a card that was completely green <laughs> like no fucking way okay anything else okay let's go with that i just pulled two cards from the goddess power oracle okay um so at the bottom of the deck sorry i just there was noise in the house and for some reason it felt so loud um bottom of the deck we have mama kocha with water number 33 which i think also is a card that speaks of change so there's something about that we'll check in the booklet okay but the cards that i we actually pulled well that i actually pulled on the table here we have anya i hope that's how you pronounce it a-i-n-e number one it's the first card of the deck with adaptability and this is the green card and then we also have lakshmi with fortune and number 28 so yeah i feel like that supports what i've been saying adaptability definitely points to a change happening now or happening soon and then fortune seems to be an auspicious sign here let me look at the booklet for a moment and i might read you some stuff from that mm -hmm. 
So, I want to look at the water card because I feel like there's something there interesting for you. Bottom of the deck. Okay, Mama Kocha. Um, the world we inhabit began from the oceanic waters of life and the waters that surrounded us in the womb both of which are the domain of the Incan goddess Mamakocha. We are most attuned to the qualities of water as the element of water symbolically, symbolically represents our emotions. Our emotions move us to make and perceive the world as we know it. The beauty in this truth is found by observing water in all her properties and forms. Water is fluid and passes through cracks and flaws in the ground without stress, moving around obstacles and patiently wearing away the most jagged rocks until they are smooth and gleaming. Water ebbs and flows, comes and goes in a powerful rhythmic motion as the seas and oceans reveal their promise, their promise of release and return. Water rises up from the ground and seeds the clouds and then rains upon the earth to ensure growth and sustain life. Water turns to hard ice and blankets the world in a protective shell, even of soft snow, allowing the dormancy of life to herald a time of dreaming. Then the ice melts and the cycles begin again. The answer to your question lies in determining what form of water reveals the conditions of your life and then recognizing the next evolution of your life's potential. If you are in an ebb, you can expect a flow. If things are temporarily frozen, soon they will melt. If it seems that your world is too wet and temporary shelter is needed, you can expect new growth and sunny days again. Mama Kocha reminds you that the waters of your life are perfect as they are now and just as perfect in the way they will evolve. Unlimited potential is revealed when this goddess comes to visit. Yes, that's beautiful. I love the way that it describes the different um, stages of water. And again, so yes, I feel like the way, the fact that this card is coming through is not only reaffirming the change that I we already talked about, but also wanting me to um, emphasize the cyclical nature of life and change. This isn't just like you get onto the next thing. It's also a whole. It's something that works all together. And there are seasons that come back. And every season is supported and balanced by the next one and the previous one. Everything is interconnected, which includes the cycles of your life. And we see that as well in the Wheel of Fortune. There's a reason it's a circle and not like just a line that you move through, right? Okay, I will read the... I'll read all of them. So that was the first one. Let's read Anya with adaptability. When you've set intentions for how your life could be different, better, fuller, juicier, prosperous, creative, more meaningful, etc. Adaptability is the power you'll need to rely on. The old familiar you, the one who is used to your comfort zone, is now invited to dance in uncharted territory. The questions to ask yourself as you step into the unknown are, who do I need to become in order to experience this life I desire? What in me needs to shift so I can welcome this amazing abundance? You may want to pull an extra card after your reading as a message from blah, blah, blah. Okay, no, let's not do that. We're going to pull more cards for the whole reading anyway. Know you have everything you need right now. You are aligned with the Celtic shapeshifter goddess, Anya, who could move effortlessly between our world and the world of fairy. Her power of adaptability is sparkling within you. Magic is afoot. Okay. 
wonderful. So the archetype of the shapeshifter is important here. So this change, it might be a big one. It might just be one that happens quickly, even though it's been pretty slow to build up. Maybe when it will happen, it will happen quickly. So you will need to be very adaptable. Or to just kind of, I think, yes, okay, there's something also here about surrendering control. Because to be truly adaptable, you have to surrender control. Which is very much that Virgo Pisces polarity being highlighted once again. This is actually what I, the theme of um, the last episode that I just did. It was on surrender. And it was on balancing what we can control from the things that we can surrender and allowing ourselves to both be go-getters and, and, and active um, willers in, in the life that we create and also let the universe help us in other moments as well. So if that's something that resonates with you that you're curious about, feel free to check that episode out. Um, but yes, that's a very, you know, Virgo and Pisces are mutable signs as well. So they are um, one of some of the most adaptable signs of the zodiac. They have, they do work through that polarity here. And as we said, there's something here about I mentioned at the very beginning, maybe you're trying to micromanage your environment to try to balance out how out of control perhaps you feel with your emotions right now or your bodily sensations. And that's not always pathological, okay? But I feel like there are things that you can do to help with that feel, that sense of overwhelm and anxiety that we've been talking about, which is why it's being brought up, okay? Um... You like you you know whether the way that you're micromanaging your environment is unhealthy or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's read Lakshmi's message number twenty eight with fortune. The number twenty eight is really jumping out to me. So it's if there maybe some okay. <laughs> Will I make a full on sentence? We'll see. Number 20 is jumping out to me, and I'm really seeing it as like the 28th of a month. So I don't know, maybe your birthday's on the 28th, maybe something important will happen on the 28th. I don't know if it's like the 28th of the next one from when you're listening or not. But um, there's something, maybe someone is 28 years old. I don't know. But anyway, okay. Let's read the message. When the Hindu goddess Lakshmi comes to visit, she heralds a celebration of your purpose, wisdom, and compassionate prosperity. All your experience and all your skills are rich with meaning and purpose. As a result, you can expect to see evidence of this wealth in the world around you. You have the ability right now to create great success in your life, and what you have to offer has exalted value. The goddess of luck and prosperity says it's time to share your good fortune with others and she will show you how it multiplies when you apply gratitude, praise, and a commitment to serve. If it's material success you intend, you shall co-create it. If it's a rich relationship life, you will attract and develop it. You are a magnet for miracles. Nothing is out of reach when the goddess Lakshmi comes calling. Wonderful. Yeah. That's what that's what we've been saying. There's an element of luck. There's something very Jupiterian about this energy, which I'm with the Wheel of Fortune as well. So there is, so it may feel very big and overwhelming. And sometimes the way that you cope might be excessive with certain things in unhealthy ways. But on the other side of that, there's so much potential to create so much and to be so much and have so much. Yeah, not necessarily in terms of like, 
just money or not in terms of like having so much in the sense that you like um what's the term I'm looking for that you don't allow it to move freely right but in the sense that you can create so much yeah okay um yeah so there is a big change coming and you need to hear this message before it happens so i think i feel like you know what change it is because i feel like it's one you've been wanting um but it might not happen when and how you think it will happen it might feel very intense and overwhelming when it does happen this might be something that's like such a long time coming you've been so impatient you've been so like come on let's make this happen and then when it does happen it's like woo like a slap in the face almost even though it's exactly what you've been wanting so there might be conflicting feelings about that and also let me just remind you that just because you're getting what you want doesn't mean that you're not allowed to be overwhelmed or upset or freaking out or however it may be that you end up feeling just because you get sometimes sometimes getting what we want is terrifying okay can we talk about that <laughs> and that doesn't mean that we don't make sense actually it makes perfect sense when you understand how the human human brain um, and heart function right and nervous system and all of that um you know we often worry about what if we don't get what we want but sometimes getting what we want is equally scary even though it is what we want and we know in the end it will be better for us or that we will be happy and satisfied with it on the moment when it does start happening it can be overwhelming yeah so i think maybe you're you've been guided to to today's reading because hopefully the information and the tools that we're going to pull out of this reading will be things that help you ground yourself when this change starts happening because it seems like you will need it because it will happen that's like 100% like not even a question okay i hope they're like i don't know if you still doubt that but like i don't <laughs> i don't the universe doesn't so i'm not even sometimes I do a reading and the whole reading is about like affirming, yes, this will happen. Yes, this will happen. You can do th this is like, that was like the first thing that needed to get out of the way so we could get to the real message <laughs> because it's so obvious. It's so certain. It's like written the stars. It's as certain as the sun rising in the east tomorrow morning, you know, all of that stuff, whatever. <laughs> Which with the sun rising in the east thing, could it be that there's a mysterious tomorrow morning that destroys the entire earth maybe but you know if there was a asteroid about to destroy the earth most likely someone some scientist someone looking at the sky would have seen it anyway <laughs> um let's pull more cards I'm glad I have a drink because I got, I recently got a, I don't know what it's called in English, a machine to like remove the humidity in my room because it was way too humid. That was like, um, a Mercury retrograde in Virgo type of reevaluation for me. Um, recently 
but which is great for the air in my room and eventually my own health but I do notice as I'm doing these readings like I get my throat gets dry much quicker okay oh this is so sweet are you kidding me this is exactly what I've been saying okay <laughs> what else do they need to hear okay I just pulled three cards from the Inquire Within Oracle. Bottom of the deck, we have Little by Little. With like little moon crescents. Very cute. Interesting, and I just put the deck to slow change. So, hmm. There's different messages here that talk of fast-paced change and slow change. So I don't know, you guys, okay? But I do think regardless, it could be about different things changing. It could be about your external circumstances changing versus you internally changing. It could just highlight what we talked about, that it's been slow, but it will be quick. Or maybe it will be rather slow, but it will still feel challenging and overwhelming emotionally for you. Okay, I do think that that's, there's something about that here. Um. Okay. So the three cards that we pulled, we have It's Not a Competition, Look to Nature for Healing, and It's Okay to Feel Feelings. What the fuck did I just say? I mean, come through. <laughs> I love when the cards confirm what I've been saying. That just It just feels great. It feels really nice. Um, yeah, so... so much of grounding for you is about validating your own feelings. Invalidating your own feelings does not mean allowing your feelings to take over you entirely and dictate all of your actions and decisions. It does not mean never thinking rationally again. It does not mean using your feelings to accuse, not accuse, to excuse any action you take because, oh, well, I was just feeling that way so I can do that without any consequences. That's not, that's not what that means. Validating your feelings just means that you take the time to be present with how you're feeling. You tune into your heart space to be like, okay, what am I feeling right now? You try your best to name those emotions and then you're like, okay, I see you, right? You validate yourself. I see you. I see that you're feeling that way. It's okay to feel that way. I understand what you're, you're trying to tell me as in you talking to your heart space, right? That's what it means to validate your feelings. It doesn't mean that you, like you don't have to try to find an explanation for your feelings, a, a, a logical explanation, a reasoning, you don't have to love the fact that you're feeling that way, <laughs> okay? All you have to do is just tell your feelings that you see them, you feel them, and it's okay for them to be there. That's a huge part of this. And this could be something that you can cultivate. This is something that you can practice. What if you try to do this once a day, every day? Right, And it can just be for five minutes or something to at least once, doesn't matter when, at least once during the day, you will kind of take, you will kind of tune out external stimuli. Like if you're, if something is playing in the background, you turn that off 
when you're alone, you like to close your eyes, take some deep breaths with the intention to connect to your heart space and connect to how you're feeling. And then let whatever comes through, come through. And let yourself feel whatever is coming through and coming up. And be like, okay, I see you. And it's okay to feel that way. And I will promise to try my best not to avoid those feelings. Not to avoid this part of me just because it's uncomfortable. That is such a huge part of healing. It feels simple. And the concept is simple. It can be challenging to do, of course. But the concept is pretty simple. And that, just practicing that a little bit here and there, which the way that I just explained, can be so huge for you to feel grounded through really deep changes in your life around you and within you. Okay. Another thing as well is nature. Because literally we have another card that says look to nature for healing. And there's a flower on it. There's some drops. And there's also like a crying heart. Spending time in nature is important. It will help you feel grounded in your body. Once again, it can just be five minutes outside is so much better than zero. Okay? Or if it's hard for you to go outside, what if you try to have some plans? Or even just keeping your you know, when it's not too hot, keeping your windows open instead of having the AC on, that makes a difference, okay? If it's too cold, then I'm sorry, I feel your pain. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are things that you can do. Try your best and just observe how it makes you feel better because when you will, when you will notice how much it helps you ground yourself, it will feel easier to motivate yourself to keep doing it. So when you do have moments when you're overwhelmed or it's hard for you to ground yourself, know that you have that solution to just go outside and try to go in nature a little bit and that will help. And you can do that little ritual of connecting to your feelings that we just talked about in nature as well. That would be really great because we are nature as humans. We're not meant to live in the weird boxes that we call that we called houses okay so that does take a toll on our physical and emotional health when we're not outside enough or we're not in nature enough mm -hmm. okay so what else do you need to know what else so we talked about how you can ground yourself. I'm wondering, I think I want to ask about um, this heartbreak or disappointment because we have this Three of Swords that I mentioned pretty quickly earlier. And then underneath we have the card, it's not a competition. And I think they're connected, but I'm not sure how. And I want to get more information about that because I feel like we haven't touched upon that. So what was this heartbreak or this challenge that we see in the Three of Swords about? What is that about? What do we need to know about that? Mm. Anything else? Yeah. Okay. I just pulled some cards from the Work Your Light Oracle. 
I do think this is connected to friendship in a way and it seems that the or someone you thought was your friend and it seems that the cards that are coming through are validating that as well bottom of the deck we have soul family in reverse yeah okay and then the actual cards we have awakening energetic upgrades a new way of being integration we have council of light divine orchestration helpers in the subtle realms we have Sisterhood of the Rose, Beauty and Devotion, Priestess, Mystic Teacher, and we have You're Already Doing It in Reverse. Stop Overthinking, Keep Facing Your True North. Okay. I'm getting something here about... Yeah, because we have the Three of Swords and we have It's Not a Competition. Maybe there was someone in your circle who cared more about their external appearance and reputation than their actual heart space or had cared more about the clout they might get by being around you than you as a person, as a friend. And even if you're like, oh, what do you mean clout? I don't have like a big social media or anything. It could just be like, I don't know, like to because you're popular with your friends they wanted to they just wanted to have something more positive for themselves by being associated with you or maybe like you have you're in your boss's good favors at work so by um or you have good like contacts so by being in contact with you they wanted to benefit from that as well something about that okay it's going to be different for each person but it seems like there was someone who was superficial around you and you kind of noticed too late is what I'm hearing, which is an interesting way for that to come through. There's something Neptunian about this in terms of illusions. Yeah. You could have Neptune transiting your 11th house right now, which would make you a Taurus rising. Most likely. It's like this person, you thought this person was aligned with their soul's truth or trying their best to do so, to live authentically because you want to do that. So you kind of let them into your circle, but then you realize that they're actually really fake because we have you're already doing it, keep facing your true north in reverse. So there's something about, I think someone might have pretended that they knew more or they were more quote-unquote evolved than they really were. Something intentionally deceptive about this that ended up hurting you, I think. I do think there's something here about lack of authenticity when you are you were really being authentic. On the Council of Light card, there's like um, a, there's many different figures, spiritual figures from different religions and belief systems being illustrated. Like there's Jesus, there's Buddha, other people, some of them I don't know. Um, so there's something here as well about what this is telling me here about the situation in, in terms of this context 
maybe this person acted like they were way more open-minded and loving than they really were. I remember like a few years ago, I I had this job and at this job there was someone who worked there. It was very much um unrelated to spirituality or anything like that. Um it was retail and um at one point after a few months that I was there, someone a new employee started and we realized that we were both into spirituality and um I don't know our personalities I really clicked and it was really cool to like chat together and work together and I was really excited. And then a few weeks after we started that and I felt really close to their energy and I thought they were really cool and really interesting. I realized that they were actually, um, that they were, that they believed in a lot of things that I found really harmful. Like they were into some really harmful and weird and messed up conspiracy theories. They were, um, very much did not have the same opinions as me when it comes to like safety and health and they were like openly critical of causes that mattered to me so much like you know so much that it's like non-negotiable for me like I, I don't even want to be around someone who is not supportive of those causes and I felt so deceived and of course the person had never like outwardly lied and said that they did support those things but because we very much had talked about like being in tune with your heart and your soul and the energy of light and unconditional love and trying our best to do your or, or inner work and spirituality and all those kinds of things i had assumed that this person was more like-minded and was more actually connected to this energy of unconditional love than they actually were and to see that they weren't, it I was like, oh my god, and like, and it was really, and I just kind of stopped talking to them beyond like what was necessary for work, and I ended up blocking them on social media. We had become friends because I just felt their energy was really kind of like invasive. I was like, ugh, but um, because I realized that they had really attuned intuition, kind of like me in their own way, of course, but they would actually use that in negative ways like they would sense things about people and then they would tell other people about like private stuff like you don't do that that's not okay they were just really irresponsible with their spiritual gifts which was really a shame and they couldn't really tell apart intuition from paranoia but anyway okay that's details but um I felt that really hurt me and I felt really like distressed and how deceived I felt and like the the huge whiplash and dissonance of like how I thought they were and how they really were and I was like oh my god and there was like a similar feeling here about this situation so of course the details are probably different to what you experienced but I getting a similar feeling and I feel for you I understand exactly how you're feeling and your your feelings are totally valid even if this person never outwardly lied about what they were into or who they were in the cars, in the way that I'm getting this message intuitively, they there there was purposeful deception. It's maybe they tried to gaslight gaslight you about it, and they were trying to make you believe. Well, you just assumed those things about me. I never said that, and then like shit, that's true. But they're very much. I feel like their image, whether it's like a social media thing, because for some of you, like you you both have platforms on social media to some extent or like you have like a lot of networking and contacts in, in your professional field. I was getting this could be like a professional setting. 
and they have a really good reputation like you, but it's very much curated and fake and it doesn't reflect their true soul's truth or how they decide to live their life because they don't live authentically. Their image is very much micromanaged and thoughtfully curated, purposefully curated to appear a certain way, which is palatable and enjoyable by most people. And essentially by the people that they that they envy because they want to be around people that um they admire so that they kinda they can kind of suck up some of that energy. Yeah, kind of like energy vampire kind of thing. Because the truth is they wanted to be around people like you because they don't see themselves that way. The the beautiful qualities that they saw in you that made them want to hang out around you, which is not just the fact that you had good connections or whatever, or good influence or clout like those beautiful things that they admired in you they might not admit that to themselves but it's just because they want to have those things and they don't believe that they have them so they think that they can only experience them if they're like in close proximity to you people to people like you and if they pretend that they're also this way and that is their own shit to deal with and i'm sorry that um you had to encounter that and that had to hurt you in the process of their messed up bullshit toxic coping mechanism that they're going through but it's really not about you and also we're here to validate those feelings because that's important that's an important theme obviously we keep coming back to that it's totally understandable that you were hurt by that and yes there was purposeful deception to a certain extent so you like you're not crazy. Don't invalidate yourself on that. Don't gaslight yourself on that. Mm-hmm. And it is true that it's that person, the way that they like really made you believe that they were similar to you or that they had similar values was really weird and messed up. Like it's what the fuck? Yeah. Because I feel like you're there's still some like, whoa, what the hell was that was that experience? You're not fully over it emotionally, which is, yeah, that's what we said earlier when when we first pulled the Three of Swords. So there's still some hurt there in your heart um, that wants to be validated, that wants to be felt. Here and there doesn't have to, again, take over your entire life, but it's important for you to not dismiss that or suppress that at this time and moving forward as well. If you have people around you um, that really feel like a safe space for you, people who validate your feelings, it could be good for you to like share this experience with them or just share the fact that this really hurt you or how it hurt you. Because maybe you just talked about it once, like, oh, it was so weird, this person ended up being blah, blah, blah. And it could seem kind of like a small thing. But it's, it's, it's actually deeply impacted you. And it still has been. And maybe to just mention it to express that out loud to someone who can hold space for you and be like, oh yeah, like I see that and who can validate your feelings. I feel like that could help you. It, or especially if you haven't told anyone about this because it felt like a small thing or you just didn't know how to like talk about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like saying it out loud and having that being seen by someone else might help you acknowledge how deeply it has impacted you and how it is 
objectively true that this situation and, and the way this person moved around, moved through the world was fucked up and weird and unethical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's get a final message. Okay. So what's one last thing or what's the main thing that people here, beautiful collective listening can take with them moving forward to for grounding since that's the theme here. Sorry, I just need to like reshuffle this deck somehow. I just feel called to do that. Sorry about the noise. <sighs> okay, yes, much better. Much better. So what's the one thing we should take forward with us? Okay, let's go with that. Oh, how wonderful. <laughs> Bottom of the deck, we have the sun. And it's such a beautiful card. Oh my god, with the beautiful sunflowers. And it's actually illustrated by this figure um, flying in the sky. They have golden wings and there's the sun behind them. It's It's very, very beautiful. Okay, I love that. And these last few cards are from the Prism Tarot. Okay. So we have the Five of Cups with Mars and Scorpio. We have the Ace of Wands in reverse. And we have the Four of Pentacles with the Sun and Capricorn. Mm -hmm. Stillness is actually important for you to feel grounded. That's something here because these cards here, the Five of Cups and the Four of Pentacles, which I'm focusing mostly on because they're the both, they're the two upright cards. Um, the their energy feels very still. There's some with the Four of Pentacles. There's something here about reminding yourself that you are financially safe, materially safe through these changes. You have enough money to get by and be comfortable. And maybe there's going to be a lot of changes externally, but in terms of your finances, there's not going to be a lot of changes. Or if there are changes, I don't think it's going to be like you're going to have less money. So you'll be able to like keep your budget. I think having a budget right now or just having... There's something here about like, you know how earlier I talked about how you're trying to micromanage your environment to kind of balance out the chaos of your emotions, how you've been feeling that. And I was like, well, sometimes there's ways to do that that are like healthy. And sometimes there's ways to do that that are not super healthy because you're trying to be too controlling over the wrong things. Well, I think being very structured with your money right now is going to be something that brings relief. And that feels really supportive. If we're the following, I'm hearing six months, so perhaps for at least the following six months. So if you don't already have a budget or a financial plan or something like that, 
that could be something to do and your budget needs to be something that serves you it's not something that's meant to be restricting or punishing in any way because I know a lot of people have a lot of feelings around money and budgets and all of that it's just about structuring things um if you could also maybe if you have like certain like bills or like rent or something that's always like a certain amount of money that you always have to pay the exact same time you can um set up automatic transactions in your bank account most likely so doing that as well so you have less things to think about and you know that everything is in order if you've never done that that would be a great time to do that yeah and also not spending all of your money so maybe you have a good budget that works for you but making sure that you have like a safety cushion which again i'm not saying that i think you'll absolutely need that i'm saying that having that might help you feel grounded emotionally okay and that's a healthy way to do so and from what i heard i think like what's recommended for like a emergency safety cushion is like about three months of your normal monthly spendings or the, the like monthly money that you use so if you don't have that like a, a savings account where you have about three months worth of what you would need if you didn't have an income anymore that could be something to create that helps you feel structured and grounded Mm-hmm. just allowing yourself to move a bit more slowly with your money without that meaning that you're restricting yourself or punishing yourself because that's really not what it's about okay hope that that's clear with the five of cups once again there's a huge emphasis on validating your own feelings letting yourself feel your feelings the depth of those feelings the uncomfortable feelings the feelings that you see as bad or negative even though all feelings are morally neutral right including sadness and grief and anger and frustration and anxiety and nervousness and all those kinds of things and it's okay to have kind of um to respect your window of tolerance of exposure so to say you don't have to like open that channel of emotions completely wide and open all the time all day long but to have it by increments to make sure that's something that you come back to to make sure that you validate yourself and that you're not avoiding or suppressing or dismissing your own emotions because of how scary and uncomfortable they are because you're going to be creating that safe space to feel within yourself and that's wonderful that's really important and that's the key element to being grounded here that you are going to need and i'm not saying that to scare you i'm just being like i mean that's always something that helps and that's important when as human beings in life but i feel like that's going to be extremely supportive for the next phase of your life that we've been that we've been hinting at okay that's going to be different for all of you and what i love about the five of cups card um in the tarot and of course if you know tarot you know this is known as like a difficult emotionally difficult card it's known as a card of grief and um there's a lot of sadness here there's a lot of pain here often with this card but in the card three cups are spilled over and two cups are and the person is crying over the three spilled cups but two cups are still standing upright so this is once again highlighting like even when there is so much pain and so much darkness there is still light everything is counterbalanced by one another 
the nature of life is cyclical. So even if you are in a dark space, you know that the wheel will always turn. And you are guaranteed to have changes come to your life externally and internally because that's the nature of life is to change. So you don't have to worry about being stuck anywhere because change will always come through if you allow it, if you allow yourself to feel the change. And you'll always pull through no matter what. Mars and Scorpio is a very, very powerfully resilient archetype, very Phoenix energy. So even if right now maybe you're in a dark place and you're like, will I ever, like, will I pull pull out of that dark place and feel lighter at some moments again? Yes, you can and yes, you will. Especially if you follow through on this whole process that we talked about of validating your feelings and going in nature and, you know, all everything that we talked about in this reading. And the Ace of Wands in reverse just really feels to me like there's no need to insist on trying to create the most changes possible or trying to create things quickly or to... Because sometimes I think when you're in this anxious energy, you're like, oh my god, I need to do more. Yeah, we mentioned that earlier and it's like, you don't have to do that. You can just be and be still. If you are a creative and you, you've been lacking inspiration, well, it's not that you're lacking inspiration, it's that you're having maybe more difficulty connecting to it, or maybe your inspiration is just in dormancy, as we said earlier, right? Right now, because that also, creativity is something that's alive within us, so that's also something that follows the cycles of life. So it's okay if you're in a bit of a winter right now when it comes to your creativity and your creative endeavors, that will come back spring will come again no matter what so don't force yourself to be in like a summer cycle and create a bunch if that's not how you feel right now yeah that's exactly it and i love that i just use this metaphor to talk about that because that card is underneath the look to nature for healing so yeah reminding yourself of the cycle of life and nature and how we are nature i think that's something that's going to be helpful for you as well Hopefully it has been helpful for you in this reading as well. But yeah, I think that's where I'm going to end my, the reading, my love. So, wow, I feel like I said everything that needed to be said about that, everything that was coming through with these cards. Um, this was a really beautiful reading. It was a really beautiful experience for me as well. I felt really grounded doing this. I felt like a few of the messages worse things that I needed to hear as well personally and I've I've I have been I I just love the way the universe works because these themes for these podcast episodes I've been choosing them at the beginning of each zodiac season every time so at the very beginning of Virgo season I sat down and I kind of meditated over which keywords are coming through to me to make podcast episodes about this month. I always do three, so there's gonna be another one. And the keywords that came through, well, there was surrender, which is which is what the last episode was about. There was grounding. And then the next one, well, I'm, I, I'd rather keep the surprise <laughs> for when it comes out. Follow the podcast if you don't already. Um, 
and the thing is when I was doing the podcast episode on surrender that theme was so relevant for me too it was something I was already thinking about a lot in my life and um and philosophy what anyway that I was thinking about and grounding is something that's been coming up for me a lot as well in the past like two three days so (laughs) and I had already chosen like two three weeks ago almost that I was going to do the episode on this so this I don't know it just feels so right so aligned and I love this I love this I feel really grounded as well so (laughs) so I hope that that energy translates through the screen and through your earbuds or whatever it is that you're listening through um i wish you the best i wish you so much love so much grounding this was a wonderful reading and you've got everything that you need truly you've got people who love you that first person that one of those people being you and um validating your feelings that's a huge thing here okay and i hope that the me doing this reading and witnessing some of the things that have been going on for you in your life has helped you feel seen and validated as well um that's like the first step that's like a little taste of how much better that can feel for you to cultivate that as well and open up to safe people around you about those things um but yeah wonderful things coming up for you and you've got this so send you so much love please take care of yourself if you want more from me follow the podcast check out the different links in the description of the episode i do do one-on-one sessions so if you're interested in um exchanging more with me getting something more personalized that's a bit more similar to what i've done here um i have a link for that i have other things you can look at um as i said just look at the description and i will hopefully see you next time for the 100th episode Ooh, how special okay sending you so much love take care of yourself and see you next time bye